successful kids there. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> well, Andrew and I, like, you know, every once in a while we knock on wood and go, hey, we, you know, we're all those. We, we didn't mess it up. <laughs> too bad, Welcome to The Leadership, a business-focused talk show brought to you by The Vested Group. We talk to entrepreneurs, employees, thought leaders, innovators, dreamers, disruptors, and even our own children about what makes us tick on and off the clock. Welcome to a new edition of the Leadership Talk Show brought to you by The Vested Group. You can find out more about us uh, at thevested.com. My name is Hillary Patterson and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Johnny Zielinski. And we have the good fortune of being able to interview Terry Cole this morning. Welcome, good Terry. Morning. Hi, Terry. Yeah. Nice to see you guys And today. I'd like to point out right from the start that your socks match your shirt. They are Vested are, Group purple socks. Yes. These yes. are my favorite my favorite work socks. So yeah. can't have a bad day if I'm wearing my vested group purple socks. So. And you pulled it off, the match. Pretty impressive. <laughs> Thank you very impressive. much. I appreciate you noticing. So I didn't want to go unnoticed for sure. A lot sure. of work went into this. All right. So we like to kind of just start off and the story of how you found your way to TVG. It's actually a pretty good story. So uh, Joel and I uh, worked together on a project. I was the I was the client. Joel was actually the consultant when he was with Arthur Anderson at the time. Uh, this was a little ways back. And uh, so we knew each other from then and hadn't, hadn't really seen each other or spoke for, for 20 years maybe. And uh, so a few years ago, I was doing some independent consulting and trying to decide whether I wanted to continue with the independent consulting or kind of go back and, and start you know, working for somebody else again and happened to be out on LinkedIn and a job posting popped up and it said somebody you're networked with is you know related to this job and there was Joel and so I thought hey let me just kind of see how Joel's doing I hadn't seen his name come up and uh, so sent Joel a, a little message and uh, reminded him how how much he messed up that project for me back you know back then now that's only that's that's a joke. He did a great job. And uh, so messaged him and he said, and said, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm looking for something and maybe this would work out. And so he said, Jennifer Polk will be in touch with you. And uh, she was the next day came in for an interview. And two weeks later, I was, uh, I was employed at the Vested group. So uh, it all goes back to, to that Oracle project that Joel was, uh, I was the client for, and he was the consultant. Yeah, he told me that, and I was like, "That is crazy." So, yeah. yeah, like the very—I think it was like the very first project he ever did at when he like out of college. It kind of <laughs> seemed. It kind of seemed that so, way. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just pass that along. No, yeah, he, okay. he did a great job. How long ago was that that you started at the Vested Group then? So it's it'll be three years, I think this month or next month maybe. Oh, so you're only a little bit before me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there was that wave of us that kind of, I mean, we were super busy, lots of new projects and that wave of us that kind of all came on around the same time. There's, you know, within six months, there's a bunch of us who have that, 20, that same anniversary date. Yeah. yeah. I know. We just overtook 15th street. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's back what it to was. Back. <laughs> very, very crowded. Okay. Well, uh, tell us about your family, uh, your wife, kids, and kind of like some background on where you grew up. It's kind of a broad question, I know, but sure, dive uh, in. <laughs> so I was born in Philadelphia, and that's I grew up in suburban Philadelphia and New Jersey. Uh, moved to New Jersey when I was in high school. Uh, I went to Rutgers in New Jersey. That's where I went to college, and that's where I met my wife. Ooh. So, and Andrea, uh, my wife Andrea and I have been married now for 31 years. Uh, she's great to put up with me, but for that long, obviously, she has to be doing something right and super special. 
Joshua. We have two children. My oldest, Megan, lives here in the Dallas area now. She's an electrical engineer. She works on uh, defense missiles for Lockheed Martin. She's the, you know, she's the, the, the bright one in the family. Wow, yeah. And then I have uh, uh, my youngest is my son. He's 24. Uh, he... You know, he's a hog, he's a Razorback, and uh, he uh, is in the Royals organization. He plays professional baseball. So uh, I'm really fortunate that we're all, you know, we're all still super close. We get along, and uh, I'm very, very lucky to have kind of the family that I do. So really successful kids there. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Andrew and I, like, you know, every once in a while we knock on wood and go, hey, we, you know, we did we're all those, we, we didn't mess it up. <laughs> too bad, yes. um, but I think it, what, what really is special, and we, we were all together over the weekend, it's just, uh, I, I really, it means a lot to me that, that I have those relationships with my adult children and, and we're all still, you know, we still all enjoy spending time together and, you know, they, they, even though they have their own lives and they're, they're really independent. And like you said, I mean, we're, we're proud of what they've accomplished. Uh, it, it means a lot that we still have good really, you know, we're still close and they still want to, you know, they don't mind spending time with us and bringing over their significant others. So it, it's definitely one of the, 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 the things I'm most proud of and that I enjoy the most. For sure. I got plenty of friends that like see their parents like once a year. I don't know how they do that. Yeah, that's a little rough. Yeah. So that, that's awesome that you guys are Maybe so, they so call close. call a lot. So <laughs> no grandchildren yet though? No grandchildren yet. So Eric is engaged. He'll be getting married in November. So mm -hmm. that's the, you know, so that's the closest we're, you know, we're going to get. So maybe sometime, sometime in the near future, but no grandchildren yet. But we're really excited about the wedding in November and they're kind of all in that planning, planning mode. And we're mm -hmm. trying to whittle down the guest list and figure out all that going to be here. Yeah, yeah, it will be in a blank. Where's I know, the, where's I know the they feel that be? way. In Fort Worth, they found yeah. like this neat little. Uh, it's it used to be like a machine shop, but then they converted it into an event center, uh, and they're gonna have the ceremony and the reception there. It's really pretty. It's pretty nice. I, I was a little skeptical when they first told us mm -hmm. about it, but uh, but we went and got to see it, and and it looks like it'll be a really special place for them. We're we're pretty excited about it. Sounds neat. Good one. Yeah. No, actually, those things are pretty cool. Actually, when they're when they're remodeled, nicely updated, and everything. Yeah. 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 And she's and we're both and we're really lucky. She's a you know she's a sweetheart. She's um, Mariah's her name, and she's just a really really sweet person. And uh, so excited to see them kind of start that next chapter. That's, that does sound fun. All, all good things. Yeah. Good story. It'd only be bad at the machine shop if they were like, yeah, yeah, you know, still in, still working. And they're like, you need to be up by midnight. That's when the night shift comes in. In the background, <laughs> you see the sparks. <laughs> we were, you know, when we went there to see it, we we're kind of talking with the owner and talked about his, like, I, I asked him, what was this building before? And, you know, he explained it. And I just thought, I mean, he bought it when it, I mean, part of it was kind of deconstructed and everything. And I thought just how did you have like the vision to be able to go it's this kind of broken down the old machine shop and then to turn it into an event center. So I was actually pretty impressed with mm -hmm. his ability to kind of see that and see that it could be something beyond, you know, besides that and then turn it into that and pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, okay. So a little bit of a different turn kind of, uh, we, as a joke, always try to describe, you know, what, what a consultants do, but our, our question is always, what would your mother just say that you did for a What living? would my mother say? Yes, that how I would did? she describe your job? Um, well, she wouldn't have any idea what I do. So um, she would say that I have, um, I have a lot of meetings and a lot of calls. I spent a lot of time working with clients, specifically trying to help uh, help the Vesta Group get new business and bring new clients into the fold. Um, that I do a lot of a lot of reviews. 
uh, spend a lot of time doing reviews these days. And uh, just kind of in general, a lot of different responsibilities to help the Vesta group kind of get better and streamline our process. Is that what day. you would say you do, or is that what she would? No, say? that's 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 what she would oh, say. That's, good, that's pretty that's good. Pretty yeah, I know. I mean, that's reasonable. Yeah. What would you say you do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I say I do a lot of different things. I think mostly what I do is I try. You know, we've got a great team, and I just try to help support them in doing the best job they do every day. Uh, get better, service our clients every day better, and uh, really just uh, I, I try to focus on setting the team up for success. That's really how it, whatever that means in a given day. Whether that's you know spending some time meeting with somebody, supporting them on a client call, helping them to you know resolve a problem or get some resources it's just uh, really trying to enable them to do the best job that they can because they're they're the ones good at what we do right they're the ones that know NetSuite they're the ones that have all the you know the skill and the expertise so I, I just try to help them you know help them do the best job that they can it's kind of which means a lot of different things yeah, on different yeah. days that's probably not a good elevator pitch, though. Yeah, <laughs> but not not a good at personal elevator pitch. Yeah, I'll, I'll work on. Yeah, it. next time. Next time. I appreciate the feedback. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Terry. Why do you come to work? You know, aside from a paycheck, what gets you going yeah. in the morning? That's a really good question. Um, so, I mean, first of all, it's it's been you know the. Going to work and having a career is all about kind of supporting my family. And you know, I've talked about how lucky I am and how special that is for me. But just having the opportunity to kind of uh, to, to do the work that I do and, and, and have a career and then all the things that it's enabled us to do as a family, right? Uh, put our kids through school, go on trips, um, just have a nice place to live. So, I mean, first and foremost, it's just that, right? It's, it's about providing for my family. But then from kind of a work perspective and, and what makes me come to work every day and enjoy it is, I, I mean, here, I, I've, I've never worked with a group of people that I, I've cared about and been so impressed with. I mean, it's just, it's such a talented, intelligent, energetic, committed group of people. And uh, it just, uh, it gives me energy every day to come in. And I mean, you guys have had all these different people on your show. You know what people are like, right? You get a, a sense of, of what what the type of people that work at the Vesta Group are. And, and I'm just amazed every day. Somebody just inspires me every day, whether it's what's going on in there, you know, and we got people that are going through great things personally, right? You know, they're having children, they're getting married or they're, you know, they're doing different things. And so, I, I mean, it just really, I, I just come to work because I get, uh, that that energizes me every day. It makes me, you know, it makes me feel excited to to be part of the company and and excited to to know all those, you know, unique cool people. Mm -hmm. So it's it's kind of that simple. It always circles back to the people. Mm -hmm. I like it. I mean, it really is just the, it's the only right answer. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh -oh. uh -oh. no, no. So I didn't do too good with the elevator pitch. No, but yeah. I, I, I kind of you did back. get the right I, answer. Yeah, one <laughs> point to Gryffindor. <laughs> okay, so. Maybe when you were a kid, you wanted to be, you know, like project management and like oh, helping yeah, with like that's stuff. what I dreamed of as but a six-year-old. Did you have any other <laughs> jobs that you wanted when you were younger? Uh, um, the, the only thing I can really ever remember kind of thinking, oh, I want to be that when I grow up is I wanted to be a hockey player. I wanted to be a professional hockey player. You know what? What? young boy at some point doesn't think they want to be either a baseball player or whatever. And I grew up as a big hockey fan. And so, uh, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to be a professional hockey player. So did you just translate that to baseball for your son? I mean, you just live farther south, so yeah. 
I tried. Mm. He, uh, the first thing that he ever did uh, from a sports standpoint was hockey. Had them all. We've got pictures of them all geared up and, and Could be ready, any to, kid. You know, ready to all go that. play. <laughs> he was all excited about it. And uh, he got out on the ice the very first time and dropped his stick and couldn't pick it up. And I could not get him to go back up. <laughs> um, it still haunts, rough, me. still haunts me to this day. Uh, so, but it's all, it's worked out for him. Okay. His, I, his I choice, so. yeah, his yeah. choices, he's, uh, as he'll tell you, he's, he's made pretty good choices. Yeah, he's happy with that. Yeah. Despite, despite all my coaching and advice. That's funny. So yeah, wanted to be a professional hockey player. We have a, we'll tell you, we tell everybody on the show, we have a big split down the line between professional athletes and doctors, mm -hmm. someone in the, you know, medicinal field, but then we have a few, you know, outliers here or there, but for the most part, we got a lot of athletes at the best degree. <laughs> I, th yeah. I think I'd feel a little bit better if it was something, you know, like, something like a doctor or whatever, but first hockey player though. Yeah. I, think. yeah. I can skate really well too. So well, I mean, it is, that is a talent. Terry Hawk over here. Yeah. Oh, Are you sorry. there for the curling? I was not. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. I I think I was here when we did the curling. I think yeah, I was employed here, but yeah. for whatever reason, I wasn't able to attend. Mm. So how convenient. The one thing that we do on the ice, you can't make it to. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I would have lit it up, though. <laughs> you, you, of course, you, we weren't on skates. So I don't know how relevant it is. But <laughs> All right. So you've been with the company about as long as I have. What's your favorite tradition so far? What is my favorite tradition at the Vested Group? I think that I really enjoy the daily huddle. Uh, okay. The opportunity to kind of just connect with everybody you know, Monday through Thursday, once a day, just for 15 minutes, uh, really try to, to make it an environment where people can not only talk about what's going on at work, but just, you know, if they had something exciting that happened, they're proud of something their, their kids achieved that weekend or they had something going on. Uh, so just A, to share what's going on with people's jobs every day and what's interesting that they learn, but also to, to get a chance to hear a little bit about what everybody's got going on personally so that that 15 minutes we spend as an entire team together every day uh, I get a lot of, of value out and just enjoy you know I might not talk to somebody for a couple of days so just the fact that I get to see them and talk with them everything every morning is is uh, something I enjoy absolutely yeah. it is fun you guys do any like a, I've, I've joined the invested huddle like a couple of times just for fun but do you guys do any like trivia or anything like that? You know, we haven't gotten into too much trivia. Ryan, every once in a while, will share his yoga mantra with us, and that's always, you know, a, a getting some insight into to, to Ryan's brain is always insightful and interesting. <laughs> um, so, but no trivia. No, we don't have like a trivia Tuesday or a theme Thursday, but. Maybe we can get there. You better be careful, though. You get in trouble if you make that thing too long. You know. Mm -hmm, yeah, people will start whining. Tight restrictions. Stuff yeah, to do. yeah, exactly. Fifteen minutes. That is it. That's Cut it. it off. You'll get. You'll but get. That's part of what makes it work. Is it's you know it's just quick in and out, and nobody uh, you know it's not not too much of a burden on anybody's day, but gives everybody a chance to just say hello and connect. Yeah, it's just you know like mimosa Mondays. You just have to go so fast. So fast. <laughs> Sometimes it's too cold. Problems. You know, we'll figure it out. We're smoothing it. Yeah, exactly. You're going to come up with a theme for an alcohol theme for every day. I think you can do it. Tequila Tuesday. Uh, whiskey Wednesday. Yeah, th there you go. Yeah. We can. And then just Thirsty Thursday, bring your own. Yeah. Whatever, Excellent. Whatever Look, you you're on top of this. Yeah. This is, your this drink is... of choice. Yeah, big ideas, Terry. Mm -hmm. I like this. You can have Friday free. We'll go ahead and mark that do... question right. Exactly. <laughs> Check that one more. Still working my way back. Whatever that question was. All right. So what do you wish people knew about you? This could be like work, private, whatever. Just yeah. People watching this, what would they not expect to know, maybe? 
the, I scored 13 goals in a high, in a college intramural hockey game once. I always wanted to be able to share that with them. Mm-hmm. Did, they, did they not proud. have a goalie? What is a pretty proud moment mm-hmm. to be. Um, wow. Yeah, that no, was a- I think we've kind of talked about it already. Just uh, the I, I think the thing that that kind of describes me most is just the 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 caring that I have for my family and the people around me in general, whether it's it's work or home, uh, I feel really, really fortunate with the things that I've been able to, um, you know, been able to have in my life and the people that have surrounded me and then my family and then to, to get to work here. Uh, I, I mean, to, to be married for 31 years and have, you know, have really good relationships with my children. And like you said, children that I feel like, you know, they've grown up to be good, you know, good, strong, independent people, and they're, they, they have good values. And, uh, you know, I try to take that to work every day, too. I think that kind of that sense of, uh, of, of family, well, I mean, we're not, we're not a family at work, obviously, right? But that sense of kind of commitment to one another and building trust and loyalty and, and to be there to support people is probably, uh, it drives me a lot. It drives me at home. It drives me at work. And so uh, I think that's just something that, um, you know, it's a big part of who I am. Well, um, I do feel like you kind of dropped the ball with your opportunity to talk about your interest in 70s and 80s mysteries. Yes, TV yes. shows, yes. Yeah, that's a good one. The classics. Yeah. 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 Andrea would tell you how much she loves that I watch the old TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> and 80s music, too. I'm, I'm a kind of, it's not just TV. It's, it's, I'm a big music fan, too. So that's Actually, funny. Donnie knows a little bit about my, my interest in music. The uh, TVG Music Channel, we discuss that stuff all the time. Mm. I want to back up for one second, though. You scored 13 goals on somebody. I scored 13 goals. Yeah. <laughs> that was really a joke. I, I did do it, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no joke there. Um, yeah, I scored 13 goals in a college intramural hockey game once. I just know some guy out there on the flip side of this is like also getting interviewed. They're like, what do you wish somebody knew about you? He's like, well, one time some guy scored 13 <laughs> goals on me. Oh, that's I was not so kinda, mad. Did anybody else score any other yeah. goals? Was it like 20 total? Because that, that guy had a bad day. The other team was not very, very pleased pleased with me. But it was, it was, I got egged on by my teammates and it was kind of, there was, it, it was, a, it was kind of, it was a big deal at that moment in, in time, the, the team that I played on in the league, it was just, it was pretty pretty competitive and people took it seriously and they were, you know, we played in the same gym all the time and there were literally like records kept like in this oh, wow. board on the, in the gym. <laughs> and so you know, there were all these records and there was a record for most goals scored. And so I was having like a good night and they were like, you just gotta, you know, you gotta go for it when you have that chance. So they're just feeding, you know, they're just mercilessly, shamelessly feeding me all night long. And so, Yep, oh, big moment for Jerry. My, uh, my intramural success was I played uh, inner tube water volleyball. That's not, that's not yeah. a thing. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really fun. I didn't actually know that there were real intramural sports. I thought they were all oh, yeah, made no. up ones. They, that were football, softball, basketball, they yeah. do it all these days. Bowling, hmm. you're actually looking at the uh, 2009 University of Arkansas intramural bowling champion. So. Wow. Holy yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Autographs yeah. after the show, please. So, so inner tube water volleyball, not. <laughs> Hillary, don't get indoor. Yeah. Past glorious. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of college bowling, my wife at Rutgers, they had intramural bowling and they had these really, you know, Rutgers has been around since the 1700s and they had these really old bowling alleys where they would have intramural bowling like on campus and they didn't have the automatic pin setter oh, wow. so it was a job oh my to gosh. set the pins for intramural bowling so one of andrea's first job was as a pin setter 
for intramural bowling. That seems dangerous. Like, <laughs> with all like, those little early. You know the golf cart guy <laughs> that goes around like pins up the balls. I mean, it seems like people might intentionally try to, you know. Can you imagine like setting the pins? I can't actually. I think it took a while too. Yep. Some like you know obnoxious person bowling's like, come on, yeah. <laughs> let's go. It wouldn't be Maybe easy. Three fifty an hour. <laughs> Set for Who knew? College intramural bowling Brutal. Yeah. All right. What do you enjoy doing when you're not at work? You know, you heard the murder mystery things. Yes. Uh, so watching some classic television, uh, that's one. Uh, so I, it really important to me to kind of stay healthy and active. So I like to do anything to stay fit. I run a, you know, run a little bit, work out a little bit. Uh, I enjoy to, to read. Uh, I really like to, to read historical fiction, especially is kind of my thing. And uh, some, also kind of some guilty pleasure, political thriller kind of stuff when I'm, you know, really just feeling feisty. Uh, <laughs> and spending time with my family, you know, spend, spending time with my family, obviously. And then and we were talking about, I just, I love music um, constantly, whether it's whether I'm, when I'm working out or just hanging out in the backyard or whatever, uh, constantly listening to music. And before, you know, before the state of the world that we're in now, I still really enjoyed going to see live shows and things like that. Actually, one of the last live shows I saw before everything happened was uh, with my daughter, which is cool to get to go see you know a show with your daughter that we share music. But Hannah and Reese were were also at the same show as us. So Who was, who'd you go see again? We went to see Beach Bunny at Club Dada in Dallas. It was so much fun. I mean, you know, kind of a small club and a little punk rock show, basically. Wow. So, yeah, it was great. Jerry and Club Dada. Yeah. It was fun. <laughs> Reese was, uh, Reese was, uh, had his, you know, had his fiance was so impressed. He was like, man, I want, you know, I want to be you when I'm, when I'm that age going to a punk rock show with, uh, <laughs> you know, with my daughter. So, uh, so I got to impress Hannah and Reese. And I, I still, Hannah actually was the one who turned me on the Beach Bunny. I still absolutely love them. They were by far my favorite band of last year. Mm. That question will be marked as correct. Okay. <laughs> Hang in there, man. You're turning it around. You really are. You're on a streak. Thank you. Yes. You're on fire. It means a lot to me. Okay, so it's in generally too. What would you say is the funniest thing that's happened to you recently? Well, you know, it's kind of comically funny now looking back on it a little bit, but you know, we had the whole snowmageddon mm. uh, a few weeks back. And so uh, we were one of those unfortunate people that lost power for a pretty decent amount of time. So we woke up and like I said, it's, it's funny in hindsight. It's not funny at the time. <laughs> um, but we woke up Monday morning. The power was out. And uh, so, you know, we heard rolling blackouts. So we thought, okay, this is just going to be a couple of, you know, a couple of hours, right? Well, the power didn't come back on for two days. Uh, woke up in the house on Tuesday morning, and it was 38 degrees mm. inside the house. Yep. Uh, it was zero outside. Andrea and I were, you know, we were sleeping in front of the fireplace. We had like a little, you know, kind of a little bed area made up. And then, uh, so obviously that was uncomfortable, but we were, you know, we were doing okay. Uh, Tuesday night, the power comes back on. We're all excited. And uh, by the time we go to bed, it's a normal temperature in the house. We're thinking, hey, we got it made. Wake up Wednesday morning. Pipe burst. Oh man! Just say, could you keep your pipes from freezing? Uh, I thought we were doing okay, but wake up Wednesday morning. We got water all over the the laundry room and the garage floor from a pipe burst. And uh, so, trying to get that all sorted out, and then. 
uh, I looked outside and a little sliver of the door, like the blinds in the door open and, I, and we had let the dog out and I can see, I mean, I could see the dog outside and he goes towards the pool, which he doesn't normally ever do and kind of puts his head down and then all of a sudden goes in through no. uh, and I'm freaked out. I'm in like my bare feet. I run outside. He's just sticking up his little sad oh up out of the pool. He never has been in the pool before. He's scared of it. And uh, so I was able to like grab him by the collar and fish him out. Uh, and so in the middle of, you know, we got water all over the place. We've got the, we get, it's, it's whatever temperature outside. He falls through the ice and I rescued him. Comedy of errors right there. I'm glad you can look back and laugh at that. It was such a crazy week, but uh, compared to, you know, compared to everybody else and all the damage people had. And then, uh, you know, other people who were obviously not as well off as us that, you know, had a, had a decent place to be, uh, you know, we were, we were pretty fortunate out of all of it. So that's why I say I can look back on it now and kind of, and laugh about it but man when he went into the ice holy mackerel mm. and and i kind of joke it's not it's really my son's dog that we've kind of adopted and we never had a dog before and andrea loves this dog like you would not believe which is just crazy because she was never a dog person and so i kind of joke about all the time about how much uh, how much the dog drives me crazy and i don't like this dog lifestyle and everything and i gotta tell you when when he went in like the adrenaline that shot up and i was I was like shaking afterwards for an hour thinking that you know that something really could have happened to him so i have i have been forced to reconcile my love for, <laughs> my love for yogi now as much as i hate to do it yogi is the dog's um, so that was that was watching him go in and then racing out there my bare feet i was ready to jump in i mean if i had to whatever it was going to take to save yogi i was all in i've heard that happen to several people that their dogs fell in just because you know, it was the first time they'd been able to walk on it. Although I guess he won't get near the pool again. So that really, you know what? Funny thing is, he's, he's, <clears throat> he was fine an hour later and he, I, I'm telling you, he, he does not like the pool. This is not, I'm not making this up. When we get, when we, during the summer, we put on like our bathing suits, he literally goes and runs and hides. He's afraid of the pool. But for whatever reason that day, it was, I don't know if it was the ice just kind of got him curious or mm -hmm. he was confused or whatever but he just kind of dipped his little head in and went right Thanks. in um but he's fine now he still like goes around the pool and i think he would have learned but no glad you, they're glad you saw him you know that's just that <laughs> crazy thing was is i mean there was literally a, a spot about this big was all of the pool i could see and i just had this angle where I could, and he went in that one spot. If he didn't go in there, I don't know what, if he would have went in in one other area of the pool, I have no idea what would have happened. Mm. If he would have, if instinct would have taken over and he would have said, hey, I never swam before, but I better figure out how to do it now. <laughs> like, well, you can't be able to get out, right? There's or, like ice, you yeah. know what I mean? So, tragically comic, but no dogs were harmed in the making of this yes. story. I, I <laughs> good promise. to know. Appreciate that, Terry. Good to know. Good to know. Happy endings. We learned about that. Yeah. All right. Um, we walk out of uh, this interview today. There's a lottery ticket sitting on the ground. You win $15 million. What are you doing with it? I'm going to cash it first. Okay. Uh, so I, I take care of my family first. Uh, you know, get make sure that they're all kind of set for a while. Um, there's a lot of things I would want to do. So I would... Uh, 
I definitely would like to, to travel and, and use some of that money to travel. And I would, uh, I kind of, I'd really like to do some more volunteerism, like start some kind of foundation. I mean, there's a lot of different interests that I have and things that, that, you know, things we benefited from over the course of our lives that it'd be great to take some of that money and, and then the time and the energy to be able to, to commit to that. So I'd really, you know, I'd, I'd like to use some of that money and that time to do that. Um, and then I, I think I'd like to write a book. I'd like to write a, a historical fiction thriller memoir. Cool. Wow. Yeah, and you just kind of found yourself along the way, yeah? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so a memoir, but it would be fictional. And it would have something to do with history and a little... Thriller, you have a time period? A little thriller thrown in there. That's a good question. I haven't thought about what time period I would want to put my historical, my historical fiction in. Um, yeah, I don't know. You have to think about that one? Pre-Civil War kind of era, mm -hmm. U.S. maybe? I'll have to think about that one. I'm going to say, I mean, there's, there's a lot of options, right? Yep. So, there's a few. You got me intrigued with that one. Okay. I feel like you're going to have to put my credit, credit there in the, in, the, in the book when you finish it. All right. So, if you had to pick one song to play when you walked into a room, or every room, for the rest of your life, what would it be? This is like a dream question. Because, you know, we talked about my son playing baseball. So, they have walk-ups walk music in baseball. Yeah. So, he literally gets to do that. And I have, for years, always tried to let him get him to let me pick his walk-up music and he never would so no baby shark so if i had to pick my own i'm gonna go with like a serious choice here so there's okay. yeah, we're ready there's okay. a song by audio slave called cochise which just has this amazing guitar pulsing you know cool walk-up music kind of thing so i always just thought it would make a great baseball walk-up song so i'll take that as my I'll take that as my walk-up song. You know, have you been talk, able to talk him into trying it? No. Uh. No. He likes country, uh, mm. and so it's, it's a lot of country stuff for him. That's just not my, good for him, but not. Not your walk-up. Not my thing. Yeah. You, yeah. you were on a streak, too. We have to mark that question incorrect. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> You're like, what did I do? Um, <laughs> Pass fail, though. Don't worry. You're good. Not an audio sleep. <laughs> no, I, I am, actually. Um, and I'll tell you a good story that, about that after the interview. <laughs> um, if you were our CEO tomorrow, um, Joel, you know, just disappeared uh, or, you know, handed over the reins mm -hmm. to you, what's the first thing you would do? I, I would just continue to do the things that Joel has done, and, and I, I, I mean, I sincerely mean that. I, I would continue to build a team of really exceptional, talented, committed people, and then you know work hard every day to help them to be their best selves and help them to do the best work that they can for our clients. I think that's what makes the Best in Group special. I talked earlier about what makes it awesome for me to come to work every day and uh, so I, I would just I try to emulate and kind of keep keep doing what he's you know what he's already been really successful at right. I can't argue with that we're all we're all happy yeah, <laughs> um, but that would you know you'd also give you a chance to really just finalize that mimosa Monday tequila Tuesday yeah, yeah, whiskey yeah. Wednesday like that's your choice now yep. you can just set that in stone and another whole chapter in your book 
I mean, you're doing those reviews. Yes, yeah. <laughs> While I'm doing my reviews. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was in meetings and calls. My team could tell you it's, it's apparent I've been drinking a lot when I've done my reviews. So. All right, Terry, thank you so much for joining us today. Hillary Johnny, thanks. I, it's been fun. You're a busy guy. I know you are, so I really appreciate your time. Uh, we love having you here. Thank you. For those of you watching, thank you for joining us. Uh, you can find out more about us at thevested.com or watch more of these episodes on YouTube. Just search The Vested Group. Appreciate you watching. Watching. See you next time. <laughs>